welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I want to bring you to the Word of God. I want to look at some, th- some stuff that is really relevant. I'm just surprised how relevant the Bible can be in 2019. You ready to go and have a look at it? I think we're going to go to the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I think is where we start from memory as we go to have a look at uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and look at this whole thing of giving thanks and gratitude. Doris Day said this. Some of you don't even know who Doris Day is, uh, but it's okay. She was, this is wisdom from Doris Day. She said, gratitude is riches, complaint is poverty. And today, as we look at this whole thing of giving thanks to God for 2019, whether it's been a great year or not so great year, I just want to say this up front. I think it's obvious if you're married that you're thankful for your spouse. If not, get some counselling in 2020. I think it's obvious that if you have children, you're thankful for your children and your family. If not, invite some friends over that you like. I don't know, do something. (laughs) It should be obvious that you're thankful for God, you're thankful for His mercy, thankful for His truth, uh, you're thankful for His grace. That that should be obvious. Uh, But today I I want us to think about some things that maybe we haven't been so aware of before that we could be thankful for. I'm actually going to share what I'm thankful for in 2019 as a pastor, from a pastor's perspective. But As we go to the Word of God, we must realise that thankfulness is actually an antidote uh, for a a lot more things than we actually recognise. In fact, uh, my devotional this week was on thankfulness and it actually said that thankfulness was a cure for sin. And when I first kind of read that, I went, surely not. Uh, Is it that simple? And when I then went further in the devotion to the study, it was like, oh my gosh, Scripture is screaming out at me that one of the key cures for sin is thankfulness, which is scary. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 from the Passion Translation reads like this. You need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. How true is that? People will be self-centred, lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, mostly on social media. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act out, they will act without restraint bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. Excerpt from my devotion again. Our world is caught up in entitlement and thus we are always discontent. We're just like Adam and Eve in the garden. We think we deserve to be gods. Thus we are on an endless quest to captain our own ship. And the reason we are never satisfied and view all those that stand in the way of our satisfaction as enemies is because we will not allow ourselves to be happy until we have it all. As a result, we are bound in discontent, wallowing in our own pride. We are chasing shadows. Thanksgiving 
is a lifestyle. If you're struggling with sin in any fashion today, it's a worship or thanksgiving problem. You're worshipping yourself, someone or something over and above God. And the only way to defeat sin is to transfer your worship. This is what thankfulness does. It takes your focus off your deceptive need and places your gaze upon the King. I don't think it could be said any better than the words from that devotion. And so I want to have a look at the power of a thankful posture today. I have some quotes for you that I think will just take us, uh, give us another look at things. But H.A. Ironside said this, we would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, it says, My beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. It's almost like the writer of Philippians says, hey, I know you listened to these other teachings that I've taught you, but this one might be a little harder to swallow. So I'd like you to follow along with this as well. Now you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the whole in holy awe of God who brings you trembling into His presence. God will continually revitalise you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases Him. Live a cheerful, without, live, live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless and pure children of God even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. Here again, Scripture captures this thought that as we become thankful, we stand out from the crowd. As we become thankful, we become shining lights in this world. And so, you know, we're not just having our Thanksgiving service because it is the last Sunday of the month, although that's what goes on our roster when we plan out the year. But we're having a Thanksgiving service because we want to remain thankful in every season and every situation of life. We want to keep the power of that flowing through everything that we do. Thankfulness is one of the key cures for sin. And you know, I know that you are not struggling with sin, but I've got to tell you, the person sitting next to you this morning, they're wrestling with it. I mean, I don't wrestle with it too much, but I know my wife, she often talks to me. But no. <laughs> Eckhart said this, if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. Oh my goodness me. Like sometimes we just kind of stress and over our prayer life and how can I pray the right way? And one of the most powerful things we can do in our prayer life is just simply be thankful. I'm not sure what 2019 was like for you, but right now all I'm trying to think about are the things and the people that I can be thankful for because it takes the attention away from the other stuff and puts the power on where we really wanna go into the future. Oprah Winfrey, can you believe it? She can bring some wisdom today. Be thankful for what you have have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. 
Melody BC says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Eckhart Tolle said, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. As I look at 2019 and become thankful for everything and everyone that God has brought into my world, I'm thankful, number one, for the converted as a pastor. I'm thankful for those people that have actually surrendered their lives to God this year, receiving forgiveness of sin and begun their new life in Christ. As I get and look at 2019, I'm thankful for the hundreds of people that have been converted to Christ today. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm thankful for. I'm also thankful for the committed. I'm thankful for those who have been baptised in water and the Word, reshaping their values and priorities of life so that they can first seek the Kingdom of God. You know, as we look at the life of Christ and our own journey in Christ, the first thing we do is get converted, right? And the reason why sometimes we don't see people get converted in some locations and some places is because there's no conversion without conviction and you can't have conviction without truth. And so I'm thankful for the people that have been converted this year through the preaching of the Gospel, that they've surrendered their lives. But I'm furthermore thankful for those that after being converted have made a commitment, not just to be baptised in water, but baptised in the Word of God so that they can change their mind into the mind of Christ and begin to build their lives on God's values and God's priorities. I'm thankful for the converted. I'm thankful for the committed. I'm also really thankful for the called. Yes, I'm a preacher and everyone that I'm thankful for today starts with the letter C. But I'm thankful for the called. I'm thankful for the called because Jesus said, many are called, few have chosen. And that statement is often misunderstood in as much as people conclude that whilst God calls, whilst God calls many, He only chooses a few. But actually, the text tells us that He calls everyone, but not everyone responds to that call. And if you're in here today and you've been converted and you've been committed and you've committed yourself to the journey, I'm here to remind you this morning that you are called and it's up to you to respond, to respond to whatever that call equals on your life. I'm thankful for the call who serve the Lord with gladness. It's, it's just such a beautiful thing to be on team with a bunch of people who serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, you know, there's nothing less enjoyable uh, than being on team with a bunch of people that are just doing it out of commitment and obligation, and fear of God. And there's nothing wrong with all those things, but I don't know about you, I wanna serve the Lord with gladness. I don't want to, I think if I had have served the Lord over the last 25 years in ministry and 30 years as a follower, if I had to serve Him just out of commitment and grit and fear of God, I would be standing here today with hair coming out of my ears and my nostrils. Because you, when you do that, things that shouldn't grow fast, grow fast. Are you with me? I probably would have, paid no attention to manscaping. And I would have had more frowns than I have today 
if it was just out of gritting my teeth, but I am so thankful to God that I get to serve on scene with people that serve the Lord with gladness, that volunteer in the house of God, that serve on scene in kids and cafe and coffee bar and car park and on service team and on worship, that we get to serve God together because we're called. I'm thankful to those that have done those things because I believe it's made His house a better place. How about you? I'm thankful for the prayer warriors that have been the Aaron's and hers holding up the arms of the ministry over the last 12 months. I'm thankful for the carriers, the financial partners at C3 who faithfully contribute, contribute from their own resources to support and progress the gospel of Christ both locally here in Rockingham and globally. Through both regular and over above giving, these carriers have made it possible for us to employ full and part-time staff who are the backbone of the church and its ministry. They make it possible, these carriers, for us to provide quality facilities and ministry to five generations of church members. Do you realise that? We are now living in a day where five generations are represented in the church. Uh, we missed our opportunity again at Christmas lunch this, this, this year, just gone our family. I said, come on guys, we just got to get one of those photos where all four generations in our family are just captured in that moment. Let's do it. And we kind of got caught up in prawns and oysters and turkey and pavlova and oh, karaka cakes and oh my goodness me, a whole bunch of other stuff and didn't capture. But just in our family alone, there are four generations represented. But in the church, it's five. Uh, you think life is complicated in your house. We no longer have teenagers anymore. We have screenagers. And that starts at about 18 months, I think. But we also have everyone in between, what up to the seniors? And I'm starting to... Or maybe I'm already in that category. I don't want your vote or your opinion right now. <laughs> but I'm so thankful for the carriers that have carried the responsibility of the ministry. They make it possible for us to provide emergency care, pastoral care and healing ministries. Without their generosity, the burden of resourcing the ministry would be overwhelming. I'm thankful for the champions The champions that have been converted, committed to the call, they serve, they give, they sacrifice over and above to give. They carry the burden of the church like it's their own. I call them champions because they have continued to set spiritual goals that are higher than their material goals. And I think that's a challenging thing to do. It's so easy to set goal year after year for material goals. It's so easy to set goal year after year for physical goals. But I think the key to becoming a champion in Christ is to always have spiritual goals that are higher than your material goals, higher than your physical goals. I am thankful for the champions within the house of God that allow us to continue doing what we're doing at a rate that we would never do without their input. But actually... Strangely enough, I'm most thankful for the curious. The hundreds of people that attend our church for the first time year in, year out because they're on a search for the truth. 
it may be strange to you, but I'm communicating to you right now the things I'm thankful for as a pastor. I'm not saying these are things that you should be thankful for. Actually, I think you should begin to identify beyond the obvious, your wife, your children, your family, God, Holy Spirit, Bible, church, all those things. What are you thankful for? And begin to communicate those things in your everyday life. Without the curious, the church cannot justify its existence. Hundreds of people that attend our church each year because they're looking for the truth. We exist to help help others find Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. In the words of the Apostle Paul, Romans 10, he said, how can people call on Him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in the one that they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there is no one there to proclaim it? You know what I'm thankful for this morning? That this morning on the hardest Sunday to do church in the calendar year, the one between Christmas and New Year. Someone said this morning, I read it, I think it must have been a post on social media. They said uh, that space between Christmas and New Year is like being in the airport lounge in between flights. Everyone's in their tracky pants waiting for that magical time to click over. I'm so thankful this morning that here, Sunday morning on the Sunday between, there are kids ministers out there in children's church bringing the gospel to our children. Hello, somebody. I'm so thankful for that. But we exist for those that are still curious, those that are coming into our midst and here's what the Bible says. And how can they hear the message of life if there was no one there to proclaim it? And how can the message be proclaimed if messengers have yet to be sent? That's why the Scriptures say, how welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and of good things to come. Can I ask you this question this morning? One more time. What? And who are you thankful for in Christ in 2019? William Arthur Ward said this, Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. I am thankful that we live in a time where communication is possible on so many different platforms and levels, but let's take the opportunity and begin to communicate very passionately what we are thankful for, most of all, who we are thankful for. I'm expecting, here's my expectation, I'm gonna put it on you, that on your social media feeds, on your digital devices, there will be communication of thanks going out at a high rate as we come into land for 2019. As we go into 2020, we're going to carry this attitude of gratitude at a whole new level in our everyday life. On a practical note, thank you to each and every one of you that's been a part of the journey in 2019. A season that has been different, challenging, stretching, But just like that vision of the olive tree, the beatings, the shakings, the crushings, the oil is flowing. 
the power of God is touching every single area. I love the scripture that says, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. More than ever before, I want to make sure the presence of God is strongest in my life and in the church because it doesn't matter how big the hills are that are ahead of us, they shall melt like wax at the presence of God. Can I pray for you? Father, right now, we want to thank you for 2019. Those that have moved from conversion to commitment to follow you passionately. We want to thank you, Lord, for the cold that have responded, for the carriers that have resourced, for the champions that have done it all and more and continue to pursue you. But God, most of all, we're thankful for those that were curious and have been converted, that you've trusted us to bring the gospel to them week in, week out, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.